welcome to our very first episode of Tech Talk Tuesday, where we serve to educate you about the Navy's technology transfer program that can benefit your business. I'm your host, Amanda Brock, and I work for the Department of Defense at Naval Surface Warfare Center Crane Division, which is a Navy base located in the Midwest. On our show today, we are going to scratch the surface of what tech transfer is, or what we lovingly call T2 here at Crane, and how it can benefit you. So with us on the show today are two amazing young women in our T2 program that I have the pleasure of pestering every day at work. So without further ado, please welcome Annie Bullock-Yoder and Julie Schaff. How are you guys today? Doing good. Doing well, thank you. Awesome. So we are going to kick off this episode by learning a fun fact about our guests. So they have both accepted the challenge of answering the same icebreaker question of their choice in 20 seconds or less. So Annie and Julie, are you ready? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Julie, you are going to go first with 20 seconds on the clock after I have read the question. Okay. The question is, what is your best recipe? Go. Um, my best recipe is an Amish friendship bread. Um, actually, I just recently made a double batch because I thought it would last me and the kids and my family about a week, and they are pretty much all gone um, within two days. So <laughs> it's a really good, good bread. Awesome. Is that the one with the starter? Yes, yes, and the cinnamon sugar crispy top. I'm yeah. going to need one of those starters. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Okay, Annie, passing it on to you. Awesome. So one of my favorite and best recipes is a blueberry muffin recipe. So pretty, you know, pretty ubiquitous blueberry muffin recipe, but it is really moist and really delicious. And it's got that cinnamon crumbly topping on it. So blueberry muffin. I'm thinking we need to start a new like trend for the podcast that we come with snacks. You know? <laughs> like we start off, everybody has to bring a, a muffin or something. I think that would be awesome. I'm, in. <laughs> I'm all for that. So Annie, uh, kicking us off today, tell us a little bit about what your role is here at Crane. Sure. So I work in the technology transfer office here at NSWC Crane, uh, and my particular specialty is uh, building and managing Crane's intellectual property portfolio. Uh, so that includes working with the scientists and engineers here to figure out what of their work needs to be protected through patents or other means, uh, and then also working on training our scientists and engineers and our workforce here so they're aware of what, techni what technology transfer is as well as what patents are and, and how to go through that process. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, I also work uh, with folks outside of our gates to try to license our intellectual property portfolio outside and then um, help those folks uh, you know, with a cooperative research and development agreement or some other arrangement uh, to help them get the resources that they need. Awesome. So you're talking, you know, a lot about the T2 office. Can you give us a short history on like what the T2 program is at Crane and how that kind of came about? Sure. So the technology transfer program here at Crane um, actually started many, many years ago. Uh, the Department of Defense back in the 1980s uh, started a technology transfer initiative uh, where every federal laboratory with, with, with over 300 scientists uh, is required to have a technology transfer office. Uh, and the tech transfer's goal is to help uh, transition and transfer technologies developed within the federal labs outside the gates to commercial uh, and private industry. Uh, the purpose behind that is to help build the economy. We don't want things that are developed in federal labs with taxpayer money uh, to just be shelved or not available to folks uh, outside the gates. So technology transfer offices were developed um, and given the authorities and the tools that we need in order to fulfill that mission. Um, so technology transfer, uh, Crane has had a technology transfer 
mandated office for quite a long time, but it wasn't until after the early 2000s, uh, whenever we really got to looking at uh, why Crane was on the short list during the BRAC to be closed, uh, trying to look at what Crane could do to try to keep the gates open, show that the work that we're doing here is innovative, novel, uh, and that we needed to stay here in Southern Indiana with the gates open. Um, one of those areas that they found that Crane could really improve on is building their intellectual property portfolio as well as uh, licensing and all these other tools that were underutilized here. Uh, so we started building the Crane intellectual property portfolio in the early 2000s um, and now we're up to pretty close to 400 issued patents plus um, probably another 100 or so in disclosures and applications that are waiting with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. So we've definitely done a lot of work over the, over the past uh, 15 or 20 years to try to build tech transfer and make it an important part of Crane's mission. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you're talking about like licensing intellectual property from Crane, like how easy is that process and what do people, you know, kind of need to do if they want to learn more about that? Sure. So in the last six or eight years, we've done a lot of work to streamline the process here. Um, we've done a lot of education and team building within Crane uh, to make sure that people understand the importance of licensing and why we're trying to do this. Um, so we have streamlined the process here. Um, so it's it's fairly quick um, and, and very easy for our outside folks who are interested in licensing Crane technology. The requirements to license are that you submit a license application as well as a commercial development plan. Uh, both both of those documents are submitted directly to the Technology Transfer Office, and then you work directly with us to negotiate the license. Um, we will draft up the license once we've agreed on terms and then route it, route it for approval and signature here within our, our internal processes in Crane, which include approval by security, legal, and then ultimately signature by the commanding officer of Crane. Awesome. So for listeners who have like smaller companies or who are maybe like new business owners, what are some resources available for them and you know, how can they get licensing help from that? Absolutely. Uh, so we definitely are very friendly. Uh, so we'll be happy to help you as much as we possibly can here in the tech transfer office. However, we definitely understand that sometimes you just need a, a little bit of extra assistance or you'd like to talk to a third party. Um, we have a resource called TechLink, which is out of Montana State University, and they are funded by the Department of Defense uh, to be a third party intermediary between the federal labs and industry. So they can provide small businesses or really any business with assistance with developing their license application and their commercial development plan. Uh, they can be an unbiased uh, third party that can provide you with assistance on um, what terms should look like when you're working with the federal lab or provide you with templates on what your commercial development plan should look like. Um, TechLink is a really great free resource for people who are wanting to license from the federal labs. That's awesome. So how can they reach out to the TechLink folks if they're interested? So if you want to reach out to TechLink, you can obviously go through their website, which is techlinkcenter.org. Um, however, if you want to reach out to us here in the tech transfer office at Crane, we're happy to put you directly in contact uh, so you don't have to go through kind of a faceless uh, email. We can put you directly in touch with the folks there that can, that can work with you. Awesome. Um, so, you know, talking about like all these inventions and stuff, you know, from a from a perspective of like a new business owner or someone that's wanting to learn about technology to license from the government, you know, how do they find like the technology that works for them? 
like what did they do to kind of single out you know all of the the sea of technologies that crane has to find <laughs> out what works for them no pun intended by the sea of technologies for the navy i just realized <laughs> i said that but anyway go ahead <laughs> sure so there are several different ways that you can find out the resources that we have here at crane um, i mentioned it several times at this point but we're very friendly uh, we like to work with people outside of the gates so if you are interested in a specific area uh, in our portfolio and you just want to reach out to me i'm happy to go through and help narrow down the portfolio uh, and kind of based on your criteria and what it is that you're looking for help you narrow down the portfolio that way um, however we do have our complete uh, publicly available intellectual property portfolio available on several different websites. Uh, one of those is the TechLink website. They pull all of our published and issued patents into their uh, portal. So you can go in and, and do a search based on crane technology or more widely um, any federal lab technology that they have available. That's a natural language search, so it should be pretty easy to put in terms you're looking for. You know, if you want to search on lasers or <laughs> countermeasures or whatever it might be that you're interested in, you can certainly go to the TechLink website and do that. Um, the other resource that I would like to mention is the Federal Laboratory Consortium also has a website uh, where they do the same thing. They list all of our, our intellectual property that is available for licensing, as well as on that website, they also list uh, unique facilities and capabilities that Crane has uh, that might be available through other technology transfer mechanisms, which Julie's going to talk about here in a minute. Awesome. Okay, so Miss Julie, the queen of all things agreements, can you tell us a little bit about what your role is at Crane? Sure. So I am the agreements administrator. Recently, that was changed to agreements ninja, but I'm the agreements administrator <laughs> at NSWC Crane. So I am responsible for putting together legal agreements such as CRADAs, the Cooperative Research and Development Agreement, Educational Partnership Agreements, Partnership Intermediary Agreements, um, all sorts of things like that. And then also I serve uh, dual-hatted for the Naval X Midwest Tech Bridge. I serve as the deputy director there as well. You're so cool. You have two jobs. I love it. It's <laughs> awesome. We just couldn't get another Julie, so we had to just use Julie twice. That's wonderful. Okay, so um, what are some different ways that businesses and universities can collaborate with the government? I mean, most people probably don't even realize that this is an option. Yeah, so uh, those agreements um, that I just mentioned, like the CRADAs, the EPAs, the work with private parties, WWPPs, uh, those are definitely the great source, that a great mechanism that we have in the Tech Transfer Office. Uh, it's a legal agreement that has binding terms, it has all the conditions in there, and it allows us to have a formal agreement with businesses and universities that allows us to share equipment and material and lab space, and it's a good way for business and universities to establish connections with folks at Crane, the technical experts and SMEs and those sorts of people. Yeah. So what are some other like normal benefits that that they see, you know, from from those partnerships besides just, you know, just the collaboration piece? Like, is there other kind of underlying benefits that they get from that? Absolutely. So the um, the the main goal for tech transfer is to spin in and spin out technology. And like Annie mentioned, we don't want any like new technologies developed to just die on the shelf. We want them to be utilized and we want them to further develop. So that way it gets into the hands of our warfighters 
and we give our warfighter that more competitive advantage uh, against adversaries. So some of the benefits uh, from businesses utilizing these agreements is the technology is further developed, uh, SMEs are further developed, uh, relationships are further connected, and it just gives the opportunity for that technology to grow and then eventually get into the hands of the warfighter. Awesome. So what's your advice for a company that's like hearing this right now and they're thinking, this is interesting to me, but like maybe I just want to talk to somebody. They're new with, you know, working with the government. Like what's your advice for them on that? So lots of lots of ways to connect, and I, I think my best advice would be to go out to some of our social media sites. So NSWC Crane has a Facebook page, and they also have a LinkedIn page. Um, the Naval X Midwest Tech Bridge also has a LinkedIn page, and there you're going to find all kinds of events. For example, Annie and I spent this morning at Manufacturing Day at Westgate right outside of the NSWC Crane gates. There were so many connections made. So many people came up to our booth where we were sitting and asked us what agreements are and how can they find I think one lady wanted to know about if we did vacuum testing and absolutely that it would be an opportunity for someone to connect outside the government with the government um, and then also for the Naval X um, tech bridge we have a tech Tuesday every third Tuesday of the month that's posted as well on LinkedIn and I would give advice to come and join those free events and check those events out and meet people and make those connections as well. If I could just add one more thing to what Julie is saying, um, when you asked about advice for a company who's new to working with the government, um, I just also wanted to add that you don't need to know what type of agreement that you need. So you don't need to research whether you need a CRADA versus a license agreement versus some other type of arrangement. Um, we're happy to help you figure that out. Just reach out to us and we'll help you navigate what type of agreement is appropriate depending on what your goals are. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, and to definitely add, um, as Annie was mentioning earlier about being friendly, um, that's not they're just not, our opinion. They're not friendly, guys. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just our opinion. <laughs> but um, the whole point of tech transfer is that we want to utilize taxpayer dollars, and we definitely want to um, make those connections and um, work with you and help support new businesses. Absolutely. So one other question that I have, and this is on everybody's mind right now because they're thinking, oh my, how long does this process take? So what are things that Crane has done to, you know, escalate this and kind of make this, you know, real for businesses that are needing agreements or needing things now based on projects or whatever that they have going on in their careers? So I can start with saying that our tech transfer shop has um, a very well um, operating I think process and shop. We have processes in place. We have templates to help streamline the process. And we just have a really good team. I feel like all of us are very passionate about tech transfer and the work that we get to do. It's it's meaningful work. Um, we know that it helps and supports the DOD. Um, we have, when we have larger, you know, university partners that we do um, reoccurring work, we have um, modified templates to you know meet those specific needs and then we also have a great legal team and security team here at Crane that we run our agreements through and everyone just has a great attitude of how can we get to yes as long as it's within the statutory requirements of these agreements so it's it's a great team to work with and um, that's pretty much my thoughts on that. I definitely agree with Julie. Like I mentioned, we've done a lot of work to streamline the process here, uh, get all those folks on the same page as us, and, and get to yes as quickly and as smoothly as possible. So um, definitely agree with Julie. 
Awesome. So do you guys have any like success stories that you'd be willing to share with the, with our listeners here? Absolutely. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, really great stories, and I think, uh, Amanda, you plan to hit on some of these and have folks in over the next uh, months in your podcast series. So um, just to touch briefly on some of the success stories, um, one that I can think of that comes to mind is with a company called Kupros. Uh, so we uh, work with the National Security Innovation Network. Uh, they have an accelerator program where they take federal, uh, federally developed technologies and feed them into an accelerator program that pairs uh, technologies with entrepreneurs from across the country. And one of those technologies that we fed in during the summer of 2021 um, the company uh, incorporated and they licensed their technology from, from us here. Uh, they then moved their company from the East Coast out here to Indiana, which is amazing. Um, and they are doing great things to get set up uh, to start manufacturing and uh, to continue to, to build the ecosystem here in uh, Southern Indiana. To add on a few other things about that story, um, he was able to set up his manufacturing facility in Lagodi, taking advantage of some of the opportunities that Martin County has, as well as uh, the co-working space in Bloomington. Uh, so he is utilizing his resources, uh, the resources that are here in this area for entrepreneurs and startups uh, to get funding. Uh, he participated in G-Beta, which is, which is another local organization uh, that, that helps startups get off the ground. Um, so it's been an amazing opportunity for um, a, a technology that was developed here at Crane and was shelved, so there was no further development on it and no future opportunities for it uh, that we were aware of, uh, to take that technology off of a shelf, uh, get it into the hands of a really motivated entrepreneur uh, who has done amazing things. I believe that they have started production, actually, at this nice. point. He had a little bit of a delay. Some of his equipment was broken in shipping, but I believe they've started production now. Uh, they have pre-orders from NASA. Uh, and the Air Force Research Lab. So uh, he's doing amazing things, and I'm really excited mm -hmm. to see where he goes from that. Um, he's also looking at a, at a cooperative research and development agreement opportunity to uh, have Crane do some testing for him on his new products. So he's taken advantage of the, the suite of technology mm -hmm. transfer agreements, as well as um, I'm really excited to see where he goes and what he does. That's awesome. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, I can kind of hear this as you guys talk about like these success stories and stuff, but we're going to kind of close by asking my, my staple question at the end of every podcast. And that is, why are you so passionate about working in T2 at Crane? I, I'll start. This is so um, I really uh, enjoy the tech transfer at Crane, and I think what makes me so passionate about is two parts. One is the team I get to work with. Everyone um, just has great attitude and spirits about um, getting this work accomplished and um, working together and collaborating internally. And then what really um, also excites me about tech transfer too is to see so many new or developing or developed technologies get further down the road and SMEs get further developed. And again, this all eventually rolls into the hands of those warfighters out there um, doing their job. And I just really feel like it uh, contributes to giving them that advantage that they um, well deserve. 
So I agree with uh, Julie on, on why she is passionate about working in tech transfer, but I think to add on a little bit more for myself, um, I got my first patent when I was in high school and had no idea what you do with a patent after you get it. Um, and so for me, I have a background in intellectual property and I absolutely love working with our scientists and engineers uh, to help protect their, their inventions and the things that they do here at Crane. But I also really love making sure that those technologies get outside the gate into the hands of people who can maybe continue development or can do a commercial product or uh, get it back into the hands of our warfighters in a more improved product uh, or form. So, <laughs> so I really, That's I really awesome. enjoy technology transfer for all the reasons that Julie said, um, and also just because I, I feel very personally fulfilled by by helping out uh, with Crane's intellectual property portfolio. That's awesome. Well, Annie and Julie, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a little bit about Crane's tech transfer program. Folks, that brings us to a close for today's podcast, but don't forget that a new edition of Tech Talk Tuesday will come out on the first Tuesday of every month. And of course, you can listen to our episodes that we have posted on demand. If you want to chat, whether you just want a muffin or Amish bread recipe, <laughs> or you actually want information about tech transfer, either way, you can give me a call at 812-854-4055 or send us an email at crane underscore t2 at navy.mil. Thanks for joining the conversation and happy Tuesday, everybody. And I will share that on the recipe. <laughs>